0: Everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. When in charge, be in charge. My name is Matt, and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking?
1: Ah, good man. I ha- I have this beer. Mm. And uh, next time that I'm in Bravos, I have a, I have to give it to a man and say, Vala Mugulis. What? All men must die. It's, for, it's from Game of Thrones.
0: Oh. What is do? You, what, that's the hey, name of the beer?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's Bravos beer. Uh, Valamogoulos.
0: All right. And it means all men must die. Yeah. And who it's makes what, it?
1: Uh, Omega. Let me see the bottle. It's from, uh, that, like, assassin dude. He gives it to Arya. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it was a coin. He didn't give her a beer. Oh, yeah, it's a on, coin. She's underage. Let me take a picture of that bad boy.
0: I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right now. Live on the air, picture taking. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I don't know why I had to do the singing, but anyway, um, that's cool. I'm. What, I'm, what are you a, drinking? Well, hold on. Was it good?
1: Uh it's damn. It's, it's so dark. it's very aromatic. Like it has this like, like interesting smell. It's a little bitter, but it's very tasty. Good. I, I want
0: that. I want that right now in my mouth. Mm. Mm. Actually, I, not
1: that bitter once it settles. Okay.
0: Mm. I am. Uh, if you notice here. Uh, I am drinking out of a uh, out of a Vanguard mug, a Vanguard travel mug, and it says, "See, all right, do you, can you see what it reads on the It says, side?
1: "All men must." No, die. that's not what it says. <laughs> Caution!
0: It's, the- it says, "Caution: the contents of this mug are extremely cost effective." <laughs> Pithy, like it.
1: That's awesome.
0: And I'm drinking a uh, coffee. It's called Smart Blend, and it's by One Village Coffee.
1: Hmm. I
0: have to get my hands on some Town. I had some Town yesterday at this coffee shop in Philly.
1: Someone actually just had written in about that.
0: Well, so uh, I asked on my personal Facebook page if there was a coffee subscription service I could be a part of. And apparently Stumptown has a subscription-based service. Really? So I might try that one. And then uh, Blue Bottle has stu- stuff. So And there's a bunch that people recommend it. So I'm going to jump on one of those for
1: sure. See, uh, I... I don't know if you could do it with a uh, blue, bo- blue bottle. You mean like the gin, right? Blue, no, no, blue no, coat? that's blue coat. No, blue bottle's a, uh, a coffee brand. Ah, because I tried to do a one-in-a-month club once, and they won't ship to New Jersey. The New Jersey is the arcane laws about delivering alcohol.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that why like people are having a hard time sending us beer?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a Jersey thing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, we like, got, you did get that one. See, but here's the thing is you, I, the, the, the rule is from what I understand is uh, you can't sell like the liquor and deliver it to the person in Jersey unless it is grown and bottled in Jersey and it, and it is make, they make no more than 250,000 barrels per batch for wine. So that it winds up being an incredibly small winery. Stupid. And yeah, so it's basically, it's like not even a thing. Stupid.
0: So dumb. Anyway. Uh, well, cool. We'll figure that out. We'll we'll, we'll move. <laughs> we'll just gotta move. Uh, today's catchphrase is, when in charge, be in charge. And that was sent in uh, by Bill via email. So thank you, Bill, for the catchphrase. And uh, we'd like you to send those in to our Twitter account. It's at Money Matters, man. And, uh, and if you could, you can go on Facebook and facebook.com slash listen Money Matters and send them in there. Um, do we want to mention... Our hotline?
1: Yes, I think we do want to mention our financial rant hotline. All right, so we'll mention it at
0: the beginning of the show, but this is something we'll mention new that, as of today, new like as of like a couple of thirty minutes, minutes ago. Maybe. Yeah. So here's the here's the idea. We want you guys to call a number. It's an it's. I'll give you the number in a second. Uh, and if you call the number, you'll immediately get a voicemail. It's me, and I uh, basically ask you to tell a story, leave a message, tell a story. Of something that's pissing you off financially, and uh, try to keep it short and sweet. But you know, if you do that, the idea is we want to play these at the end of the show on all the shows. That's the idea. Right now, it's we're 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 in beta mode. We're Mm -hmm. testing this this idea out. We'll see what kind of responses we get from everybody. Um, But you can call good
1: stories. We want angry stories. Yeah,
0: feel free to go ballistic if you want. You can curse. Don't I mean try not to go two balls to the wall, but
1: you test us. Test yeah, us. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so the number is 856-818-3738. 8 8 3 3 I'll say it again. It's 856-818-3738. 8 8 3 3 and and can you say it a little bit slower for, yes, uh, for, the, yeah, for, for you. the
1: people in the South?
0: 856-818-3738. 8 8 3 3 Got it. All right.
1: It's in my phone.
0: So uh, here's what you can do. If you're in the car... You can call. <laughs> make sure your handset is hands free. <laughs> whatever. Uh, Bonus
1: points if you are getting pulled over by a cop while you call it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're sitting
0: in traffic. Maybe you're drunk at a party, and you just want to rant about how your credit card was stolen, or whatever. Whatever your gate, whatever your situation is, go nuts. Enjoy it. It's just a voicemail service um they are immediately turned into mp3s and i can i can edit them and put them at the end of the show it'd be be fun it'd be fun to do
1: yeah
0: Uh, we'll try it out so i just wanted to mention that we put it up on facebook it's on twitter uh and if you need a number we'll probably put it somewhere on the website at some point but right now we're just mentioning it on the show do it (laughs) see what happens (laughs) uh so today is five questions woo yeah like five questions so let's get it started uh The first question is from Andrew, and his question is, my fiancé is sketchy on refinancing, what it involves, and why people refinance your debt for lower interest. Example, SoFi. Could you please explain? Do you know why
1: we refinance? Why refinancing is important?
0: Well, I refinanced my mortgage, and Mm -hmm. I did not extend the term, and I got a lower interest rate, and therefore my payments went down. So I refinanced to pay a lower interest rate, so that my monthly payments would go down. That's so, why. I So refinance.
1: in short, it is something you do. It, may, it might re- like it was what a, a month of back and forth communication with you and your mortgage due to refinance, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. but I a mean, month. it wasn't like a month worth of work. It's like no. he sends you an email, you reply back at the end of the day. Then he, you know.
0: Yeah, I did a streamline, so it was easier than doing a full blown refinance. Mm. Uh, but yeah, for the most so, part, it was pretty easy.
1: SoFi is for student loans. And, and the thing is, uh, all refinancing works the same. And, and I'll give like an example scenario. Say you have the option of getting a Honda Civic for $1,000 a month for 12 months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Or you can get a Honda Civic for $1,000 a month for 24 months. Right. You should, you should hopefully choose the first option. And if you have credit card debt, it might be like 18%. Mm-hmm. And if you refinance with something like Lending Club or Prosper, you could easily get it down to like at least 7%. I mean, I mean, you should be able to get it to 6-something percent. So like literally more than half the interest rate, more than half the amount that you would have to pay in interest. Right. So, so
0: why would someone be sketchy on refinancing? I think that um, –
1: they they probably just don't understand why it works because uh, I, I could tell you from my experience talking with Laura is that uh, you're basically getting another loan, mm-hmm. right? So you get a loan, a new loan, a, a new loan, a replacement loan, correct? At a cheaper rate, and then you use the money that you get from that loan to pay off your more expensive loan. So, for example, you know I have about ten thousand uh, dollars in debt right now mm-hmm. in the credit card stuff. So Ooh. I know, and an article's coming up where I'm documenting how I, I easily automate it. But uh, I could go to Lending Club, and I will, after my next step, get a loan for $10,000, super cheap, immediately pay off all of my expensive credit card debt, and then just pay down this cheaper loan. So the amount of debt is the same, but when I don't pay the full balance at the end of the month, the the pain is not so large, but some people refinance
0: just to extend the terms so that their monthly payments are lower, mm. and, and not necessarily saving on interest rates.
1: Don't necessarily recommend that because it actually makes things more. But well, you're expensive. paying more,
0: and yeah, you're paying more in interest because the, the term got extended. Yeah. Okay.
1: Is that is that good? I, I think that that's Does that cover it. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty straightforward. And look, like at the end of the day, uh, you're just. Uh, you're playing the interest rate game, mm-hmm. right? One bank's going to charge you an arm and a leg. You go to the one that just charges you an arm. Mm. All right. Well, Andrew, I hope
0: that answers your question and you can tell your fiance not to be so sketchy on refinancing and maybe that'll help make her listen to this particular explanation. Mm. Uh, the next question comes from Craig. Uh, hey, Craig. It <laughs> is, <laughs> if, I, if I invest in the Target Retirement Fund 2055, uh, which is from Vanguard, Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. I mean, it could it could be with anyone, but I'm assuming he's saying Vanguard. All right, yeah, because he does mention Vanguard later. If I invest in the Target Retirement Fund 2055, will I invite penalties if I need to cash out before 2055? Let's say it's not in an IRA, just a normal brokerage account. Also, if I were to invest in the dividends Vanguard Mutual Funds, is there a way for it to automatically reinvest those dividends? And – If so, could I turn that automatic reinvestment off so that I can pocket the dividends at some point in the future? So, this is really two questions.
1: And and excellent questions. All right. I I especially like the second one.
0: All right. Well, let's start with the first one. Mm. Will Craig get penalties for cashing out before
1: 2055? Absolutely not. And the reason it says 2055 is uh, you're supposed to pick, ideally, you would pick the funds of when you think you're gonna retire. So, you know, if you think you're gonna retire in twenty fifty five, you'd pick the twenty fifty-five fund, and you're usually in five year increments. And what that means is that in at 2055, the fund will quote unquote reach its final state where in the beginning it'll be a lot of stocks and very Mm -hmm. few bonds and it'll slowly taper to less stocks and more bonds over time up and until 2055. And the reason you Line up with your retirement is as you get older, you want less risk, so less stocks, more fixed income like bonds, and that's a great like uh, package to get you there without having to like buy and sell all this other
0: stuff. And that would be considered a life cycle fund, yes. Okay, and but no
1: penalties if you withdraw, it's no different than withdrawing from anything else, any brokerage
0: account, correct? However. If you had, because he's saying that it's not an IRA, it's a normal brokerage account. So that answers that question. But if it was an IRA, you would have normal penalties when an IRA.
1: If it, if it was an IRA, he could sell his holding in the Vanguard Target Retirement Fund 2055, no problem. The money. That he gets as the proceeds just can't leave his IRA. Got it. So the IRA, you can you could hold Apple for five years and be like, you know, I'm done with Apple. I want to buy Microsoft. Don't ever do that. It's a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hold Microsoft for, you know, whatever. Okay. The second question. Uh, I love Windows 8, said no one ever. <laughs>
0: Windows 9's <laughs> coming out, isn't it? Can't wait. Yeah. New uh, jokes. Uh, so. Uh, if he were to invest the dividends that he gets from Vanguard Mutual Funds, is there a way for him to automatically reinvest those dividends?
1: Absolutely. So okay. I, I don't know if Vanguard handles it differently, but Fidelity, by default, has it set to no. So when I get dividends from Apple, if I don't purposefully set it on like to reinvest, I will get cash in my investment fund. Yeah, that I could either withdraw to my checking account or invest in something else. Mm-hmm. So by default, it's set to no, but um, you could absolutely set it to, to yes as okay.
0: well. Um, and he can turn them off so he can pocket those dividends.
1: Yeah, and if you he could do it, to it at any like point. when on and off every day, whatever. Okay, you know. cool.
0: I think that question, questions, mm. has been answered. So thank yes. you, Craig. Moving on to Luke's questions, question number three. Would I benefit from making a quarter of my monthly student loan payment weekly? I know you recommend paying a mortgage every two weeks, so you make an extra payment every year. Okay, I got it. Uh, but would it cut down on interest if I paid it once a week?
1: I, I have something very interesting on this. Okay. Well, do because tell. Because we've uh, – well, I'll, I'll answer this question in a second. But uh, we we had talked about the, the mortgage and making the weekly payments, and I was like, you know what? I'm working on this dead article. I'm, I'm in here. I'm doing this stuff. I'm actually going to do it with mine. And I, I decided I was actually going to – I want to do mine weekly uh, because I was like, well, why not? I'm, gonna, I'm basically going to pay the same amount. But do you do you get paid weekly? I don't. I get paid biweekly. All right. So
0: that's the only reason I chose biweekly. Was because when people get – Yeah, that's yeah. when I get paid. It's just made it so,
1: easy. Uh, but here's the thing. And so I'm I'm in logging into Wells Fargo and I'm looking through the stuff and I'm checking. And and it's really not easy to see how to change my schedule. And they're actually real assholes where if you remove your scheduled payment, you cannot make another scheduled payment that business day. Right. You know, so but like if you created a scheduled payment, you can't delete it that business day. So whatever. But I'm going through and I'm reading the terms, and it turns out that they will take the money. Your bi weekly, they will allow you to pay bi weekly or more frequently, and they will hold it in an escrow account until it reaches the full balance due for that month. Mm-hmm. And then they will pay it, which basically means, in Nothing. simple terms, that it will remove all benefits for you to make the bi weekly payment. Yes. But it will provide them with a benefit by giving them your money early. Right. And you getting no benefit from it. Really? And so I did some more research, and it seems that people had caught on to making more frequent payments. And I'll explain why beyond it being convenient in a second. So the banks counter- countered this by being super dicks mm-hmm. and removing the benefit. So I don't know how many others, but I know it is also a Bank of America thing. But obviously Bank of America is like the shittiest bank that exists. Mm-hmm. Though, of course,
0: Skank of America. Yes. <laughs> uh, so... I don't think you. So, so, uh, so, so, I guess. So,
1: now, now to get into the question. So, so I wanted to do this, and actually, it was not doable with my mortgage, maybe with yours. But the reason you would want to do it is because, unlike your credit card, where if you don't pay the balance in full at the end of the month, you get charged interest mm-hmm. on your mortgage and on your student loan, you get charged interest daily. So, every day that you pay earlier or contribute more. You are saving on interest compounded over you know a long length of time. So the benefit of the mortgage payment or even a student loan early payment is if you paid biweekly, you would cut down on like the two weeks of interest for the amount that you just paid. And uh, if you did it weekly, then you know it would be even better. Obviously, if you were so crazy to do it daily, just it would it's like the same amount of money in the end, however, significantly reduces the interest. So very beneficial. However, uh, at least in terms of the mortgage, might not be available anymore.
0: Uh, there is one benefit, though, even if they do put it in an escrow account, is that you are making an extra payment a year. True. That still happens. <coughs> True. And that would probably go towards the principal because they, they wouldn't be able to do that any other way.
1: So from my understanding is, so for example, my, my mortgage payment is $14.50. Um, so if... I paid biweekly and it was such like only until I breach the 1450 within the billing period, then the additional cash gets applied. You know what I mean? So it's going to be, it, it's not going to be within that month. It's probably going to be pushed. It, it'll still be helpful. All right. So in the sense, in the, in the, in Luke's question
0: here, would he benefit from making uh, quarterly payments or not quarterly payments?
1: Bi weekly? No, no bi
0: weekly or, or every week. Weekly.
1: So you would have to check your student alone because they mm-hmm. might not have the same terms. Uh, but if they do, so if they, if they don't have the same terms, absolutely do it. Mm-hmm. Like, no doubt. If they do have it such that it, they'll, they'll not apply it, then I would say don't do it. And if you're going to make an extra payment, you know, I would split that extra payment over the course of the 12 months. And just pay a little extra when you make your payment. Okay. So, so same difference, but it'll actually go into effect immediately as opposed to whenever the bank feels like All
0: it. All right. Thank you, Luke, for that question. We're moving on to question number four from Andy. You have spoken about saving receipts for HSA-worthy withdrawals and paying out-of-pocket for healthcare related expenses, then using the receipts at a later date to cash, but your HSA for non-health care-related expenses.
1: Ca- cash out. To cash out. Did I,
0: did I not say the word out? Oh, my yeah. mouse was over the word out, weird. Um, so then using the receipts at a later date to cash out your HSA for non-related healthcare expenses, such as a TV, et cetera, what is the advantage of doing this? Why wouldn't I just use my HSA to pay for healthcare related expenses? It's a good question.
1: yeah, it is a good question. And I think uh, it's used as an example of like the flexibility of the HSA because If you want to be, like, super optimal and, like, really take advantage of the HSA to the the hilt, I would say populate your HSA with with cash, fill with cash, you know, do your expenses, you know, when you you have medical, whatever, keep the receipts, but pay it all out of hand and hold on to that money in your HSA until you retire and then follow the mad scientist's backdoor IRA strategy. That'd be the optimal way. However... The reason, it's we say TV or whatever, because if you have the receipts, and then say, you know, and you you've withdrawn all this money for health stuff over the course of a few years, then all of a sudden, like I don't know, uh, your roof caves in and you need to get a new roof, you could pull out of your HSA with the receipts that you have and apply your HSA money to your roof. So your goal was to save it for forever to retirement, but in a pinch, you could still access it as long as you have the the equivalent. Amount of money and receipts. Here's what I here's how
0: I'm looking at it. First of all, putting money into your HSA reduces your taxable income.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Excellent. That's what we want to do, right? Right. Then, when you pay for stuff out of pocket to the health, you don't pay tax. Like when you go to the doctor, you pay like a thirty dollar flat fee or fifty dollar flat fee. Well, you've
1: already paid taxes on that. Money. Right.
0: You already did pay taxes on that money. Mm. Um, when it's in an HSA account, some HSAs accounts allow you to grow money. Mm. Right. So. You know, you can. You're pulling out of your HSA to buy a TV if you if you're paying out of pocket, so that you're just you're saving a little bit on taxes.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess it, we're just saying it, it's just po- a,
0: yeah, it's saying it's possible to do.
1: It, it works more like when you have when you have to pay the doctor, you know, hundred dollars, and you pay him a hundred dollars. I mean, well, you don't. You pay him a hundred dollars, but technically, like, because it reduces your taxable income and it was pre-tax money like it's technically cheaper for you. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's cheaper at the rate that you're taxed at. So for me, I'm like taxed 34%. So if I pay health expenses, it's 34% cheaper to come from my HSA.
0: Do you know the answer to this question that I'm going to ask, which is if you pay out of pocket for medical expenses,
1: is that a deduction? I think it is. So I believe that it is. Uh, and so that's interesting because if you could deduct it on that end right. as well,
0: so that's why I think it's in. That's why I think it's people talk about it is because you're basically buying that TV with untaxed money. Mm. That's the
1: benefit. Right, right. Hmm. That's interesting. I have to look into that. If if you could literally save on taxes. On I mean, the I plan place. on writing
0: off all my medical expenses. I have like very few, but I, mm. I, you know, like a hundred dollars maybe. But I, I plan on like that's a write-off for me at the end of the year for sure yeah so i,
1: I unluckily had got caught with a big uh tooth expense this yeah. year that will yeah and, and you can luckily it'll be large enough that'll be worth right and i'm off. pretty sure
0: you can write that you can use that as a write-off
1: yeah like i would say a hundred dollars it's not going to meet your your alternative minimum right you know but uh fifteen hundred dollars it's gonna really get me there quickly yeah so <laughs> uh andy i hope that cleared things up for you
0: i don't i don't know if it did but um if you are if you're still a little bit confused go back and listen to the hsa episode do we know what number that is real quick no we, we don't know anything dude no that's true we don't really <laughs> know uh what happened
1: wait uh one sec ready hsa it is number 171 okay god i'm so good at that
0: you are so good at that did I
1: found this cool feature in the browser. It's called Search? Yeah. It's
0: called Find? Yeah, yeah. Pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's only on Windows 8, right?
1: Only on... It's it's one of the distinguishing features of Windows 8. (laughs) Oh, Microsoft.
0: All right, thanks, Andy, for your question. Moving on to Danny's question, number five. Last question. Hi, dudes. Another five-question submission on behalf of my boss. He is debating whether or not to buy his first house outright. Not sure on the exact amount. Let's say it's over $500,000. Okay. He has the money and is leaning towards buying it so as not to have a mortgage to worry about. But aren't there other considerations such as, such as tax subsidies?
1: So... I think
0: tech- you should buy the house. Hell, if, you got five, if you got 5K, and it's not going to like... 500,000, yeah. sorry. Yeah, right, 5K. Can I imagine if someone had 5K? What? No, but I mean, the did guy... I, if, did I tell
1: you that I have...
0: Uh, no, you don't, liar. <laughs> so you have a five hundred thousand dollars. It's not going to put a dent in your, you know, retirement and all that stuff. And you can afford to buy a house outright. Why wouldn't you not do that? See, so that'd be the you're only buying an asset. I asked. You're buying a, you're buying an investment
1: with yeah. no mortgage payments. I, I, th- I think the, so, so yes, I absolutely agree. Okay. And I, I'd ask like if five hundred K would put him in pain or make him, you know, in dire straits. But if not. Then, right. uh, yes, there are tax subsidies if you have a mortgage. However, the amount you pay in interest will be far greater than the subsidies you get.
0: That's right. Also, so it'll,
1: I, st- it'll be cheaper. Dude, I, what I would hour. do,
0: if I had $500,000, I'd buy two houses, 250 piece,
1: live in one of them and rent out the other one. There you go. Or buy two houses next to each other and build a bridge between them so you could walk between your houses. That's stupid. That's not stupid yes it is dude that's a thing no it's not i'm telling you dude Uh -uh. 2016 it's gonna be a thing
0: yeah no no i don't think it will be so we'll see all right we we busted out those questions pretty quick yeah you
1: feel good about them i do feel good about them yeah I mean, we have more questions if you want to make it a... Uh, six well, actually, it's, techni- it's already a six-question, actually, because number yeah, two had two.
0: That's true. So uh, I want to thank Andrew. I want to thank Craig, Luke, Andy, and Danny for your questions. And this seems to be an all-male question episode.
1: Not not by intention. It literally is like first in, first out. Hmm. So as soon as I see a great question, that you know, I tell them, and I add it to the queue, and then we pull the... The oldest five. No, I'm gonna go with your sexist. sexist Probably, yeah, <laughs> I'm just
0: gonna go with that.
1: All right, I'm looking at our five <laughs> questions queue and I see an Alice in there, uh, Melissa in there, uh, and that's just in the first 12 questions. Wow, amazing! Yeah, two out of
0: 12, uh, two out of 12
1: ain't bad. Cam- Cameron, maybe. No. Sarah, S- Preston Esquire. Yeah. That, you remember that one? Yeah, all right. I'm
0: just messing with you. God. you sexist, chauvinist pig.
1: I-, I can't be sexist. I'm married. You're like A.C. Slater. <laughs>
0: and I'm like Jesse.
1: That- thank you. Wait, yeah. yes.
0: Yes. You have very Mario Lopez-esque dimples. <laughs> I know. Everyone's just, they see me and they're like, Andrew, how are you so suave? They're like, they're like, hey, Mario, L- oh, I'm sorry, I meant Andrew, I didn't even- I thought it was Mario Lopez when I th- saw you from behind.
1: People, people call it to me like, Andrew, are you Latino? Hmm. Come on. They can look at,
0: they one look at you and they can tell you're not Latino. In fact, they can tell exactly what you are. They're like. Stupid.
1: You have the nose of three Latinos.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's wrap things up here. Send emails if you have questions uh, that you want us to read on the show or not. Just whatever. You just want to talk to us, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, send those into to listedmoneymatters at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast and get an episode every single
1: day. Uh, and I just want to say, because I was talking with someone over email yes. about gaming, and uh, I play this game. Gaming? G A M, okay, and uh, video games. Yes, and I played. I, I used to play this game, Dota: Defense of the Agents. It was like a Warcraft three mod for any of the nerds out there. But uh, <laughs> I, and I, I played the, the first like next evolution of it. So not League of Legends. I played this game. Ugh, gooey. Ugh. <laughs> I, I played this game, Heroes of New Earth. And no, I don't know where's my glasses. <laughs> yeah. oh. If there's anyone out there that <laughs> plays a game, let me know because we could team up. I'm pretty fucking good. I've dedicated oh. roughly a billion hours, dude. To- <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I had a you know nerd alert. <laughs> if there's any questions to put out an APB and a- any episode, it'd be this one.
0: Oh my god, I want to get a sound effects button that just says like. It like, whoop, whoop, nerd alert, nerd <laughs> alert, <laughs>
1: whoop, whoop. You do that noise, like, really good,
0: though. Oh, uh, uh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody got any pugs? I say you do a really good Jewish, you would do a really good Jewish impression. Mm, you know what? I'm actually working on some impressions, but I I don't, I'm not good at up. them.
1: You, wanted, you were, I remember you were like, I'm going to learn how to do accents. Yeah, accents. And and then you like watched a video for three seconds. You're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> the first thing she says is like, if you want to learn accents, you have to be interested in the way people speak. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that.
1: Interested in people?
0: You have to no, be interested in people. Ah, forget that. Moving on. <laughs> subscribe to our podcast. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. If you like If you like the show, leave us a review. Send us an email to money at gmail.com. We will send you a free copy of Mastering Mint and some other goodies that we have. It's a PDF and you'll enjoy it, I promise. And if you like to use mint or you don't know how to use mint that well and you want to get into it, that's a good book to have. Mm. And I'm going to read a particularly long review that we got from iTunes from uh, dollar sign Jack W. dollar sign from the United States. And the title is Best Way to Learn Personal Finance, Five Stars. I am 23 years old, and a month ago, I had less than average knowledge when it came to personal finance. Now, after listening to Matt and Andrew on Listed Money Matters*, I am able to have conversations with my 58-year-old father about finance, and he is a type that reads the Wall Street Journal every day. If you were like me, or you ov- or have always been interested in personal finance, I recommend this podcast highly because Matt and Andrew are extremely funny. Well, thank you, and they always put out their own spin on the content and make it interesting. Their segment, Better Know a Millionaire, where they bring on a millionaire and interview them, is awesome, too. A huge part of what makes LMM so great is that they make it known that they are very interested in helping people and will promptly answer emails of questions listeners may have. That is true. That is why we do these episodes, Five Questions. That's why we do Better Know a Millionaire. That's why we answer emails. That's why Andrew spent the entire weekend just cranking through hundreds and hundreds of emails. And
1: Literally. Literally like, what you did. You, you would not even believe. But uh, I just want to say that all of, of the help that all of our listeners have been giving us is paying off. In tabula- dividends. In dividends that have not yet converted to dollars. But mm. if you look at the top podcast in the investing section, we happen to be ahead of Susie Orman and Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh my good! So slowly climbing Moving the charts. Moving on up to the east side about <laughs> <To that laughs> me awesome. in the sky As out of-
0: All right. That was wow, way too much coffee. <laughs> uh, thank you Dollar sign Jack W. Dollar sign. Uh, go to our website the slash toolbox for stuff like Vanguard and Betterment in our book Mastering Mint and SoFi, things we've mentioned on the show today. Um, uh, also, just trying to think of what else i could talk about
1: Uh, do do you know what trello is do you know what trello is it's in our toolbox all cool shit
0: uh in the beginning of the episode we mentioned a financial rant hotline that is in beta right now we want you to call we want you to rant we want you to yell and scream and be angry about finance and maybe tell us some good stories like Mm. hey because i listened to your podcast um I got a thousand dollar check in the mail every single day for the rest of my life. I'd be like, "Great, bud,
1: dude." Which scratch off?
0: Yep, <laughs> which scratch off? Won you that? No. Uh, financial rant can be a rant on a positive thing. It can be a rant on a negative thing. Um, and we will try to. We're going to attempt to uh, clean them up and play them at the end of the show, mm. or at some point, maybe anywhere. We'll just yeah. You know who knows? We're just sh- we're trying it out. Send in your stuff. We're going to mess around with it and uh, see what happens. And, again, this is a beta thing. Um, And uh, we'll go from there. The number is 856-818-3738. Again, that's 856-818-3738. And I said that slow for you, Andrew.
1: Thank you. You know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to look at that number and figure out every combination of what it may possibly spell – Good idea. So it'd be like, just dial 856 Fuck. He's <laughs> like, yeah, dial eight duck for Eight yeah. five six
0: duck dick. Uh that's that's too many letters. It's gotta be seven. We'll
1: figure it out. <laughs> 8, that's gonna... Eight five six duck magroi.
0: That's way too much. Alright, so now that's your job. Alright,
1: fine, I'll figure cool. that up.
0: Guys, thanks again for hanging out with us and of course. We look forward to the next episode. Later, Later, Matt. Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>